Welcome to Blind Love Radio. I'm your host, Anna Rosen. Enjoy these heartfelt conversations having to do with creativity, transformation, and the divine. Hello, my friends. Welcome back. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen, taking me with you with whatever you're doing, walking the dog, driving in the car, working, chilling. I am so happy to be accompanying you in your ears. And today I have a really fun podcast. I have AC Brown. She hosts her own podcast called Is My Aura on Straight? And I have listened to it, guys, and I love it. It is so fun. She's got such a great personality. She is a human design expert, a psychic channel, and all of the things, really. She is a projector in human design speak. We talk a little bit more about that in this episode. And she truly is just a magnificent projector, like this whole seeing the bigger picture and being able to break down systems and ideas in little bite-sized bits that people can really digest and put to work in their life. So I think you guys are going to get a lot of very practical ideas of how you can incorporate human design into your life and what first steps you would take to be able to do that. Um, A little bit about the different aura types. We talk about, you know, what even is an aura, really breaking that down, talking about different things you can find within the human design system. Um, You know, like, your purpose and the best way you can use energy and relationships according to human design. So we really go deep specifically on human design because she is an expert. So I tried to draw out as much wisdom as I could from her in this episode and I feel like I got a lot. So you guys are going to love this episode. Definitely check it out. Um, and check out her podcast. Um, again, it is Is My Aura on Straight. You can find it everywhere that you usually would with podcasts. Uh, follow her on Instagram at AC Brown and all of her links to getting a human design reading and other offerings she offers. Offering she offers. <laughs> um, you can find through her Instagram on her link tree. Um, and that's about it, guys. I hope that you enjoyed, I, or that you will enjoy, pardon, um, I feel like I've had a lot going on this week, and this episode is coming out a little bit late, but better late than never, we're not perfect, we just gotta get it done, right, Virgo season, energy, anybody, um, So I'm so excited. I'm just going to roll right into this. I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, AC, for being on this podcast. It was truly a pleasure to have you. And I present to you now, AC Brown.
Okay, so why don't you introduce yourself to everybody? Well, I'm AC Brown. I am a spiritual doula, intuitive strategist, psychic channel and human design expert, and I'm also an entrepreneur. Ah, I love all of that. So how did you like come to find your spiritual self and entrepreneurial self? Like wherever you want to go with that, like how'd you get into all of it? Well, my grandmother discovered my gift when I was a child. So I knew I had some sort of gift. When, you know, in, in the South, they say, oh, she has the gift. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's, you know, what they say in the South. So it was more of a, um, just a thing that I always knew about. So it wasn't anything that was, it's just always been a part of me. So I I can't really pinpoint it. I think probably when I was in elementary school and in junior high school and high school and I would be near people or um, around people and I would sense stuff or I would feel a certain way. Um, Because I don't really even consider myself necessarily an empath um, because empath is totally, they feel a lot in their body. I don't feel that much um, in my body but it's more of energies and more mediumship, if you want to say. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Do you, like, see it reflected anywhere in your chart? Like, looking back, like, now that you, I don't know, have this language to talk about it with, like, either human design or astrology? Yes, yes. In, it's so funny. <laughs> in my astrology chart, it literally, um, one of the... Um, readings that I've gotten for astrology is literally like, yeah, you're less of an intuitive, more of a medium, um, because intuition requires, um, like practical, um, clarity or something like that. And you're more about energies and that's for me. So for my mediumship or channeling, it comes in a very, um, it's very clairvoyant, clairaudient pictures, literally like a movie starts playing in my mind um, about things and people. So it's actually pretty kind of interesting. And then with human design, of course, there's a lot of things in my chart that would lead to that as well. That's so cool. So how did you find human design? When did that come in? Oh gosh, I've been studying human design for probably like eight years. Um, And it came into play, I was actually, doing an internship at a commercial photographer's studio because I had a photography business, so I wanted to break into commercial work. And so I got an internship at a photographer's studio. And the makeup artist, the resident makeup artist there, she was like a super yogi. She, you know, introduced me to Brad's kale chips because she knows the owner, she knows, <laughs> she knows Brad actually. And so um, she was just so like, oh my gosh, you know, you gotta check this thing out called human design. and. And I'm a manifesting generator and all of this stuff. And I was just like, oh, okay, that sounds like me. <laughs> you know, like, I'm a manifester. I'm a manifester. And I was just so like, no, I know I'm a manifester because I do stuff. I just act and I just get things done and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I was just so gun ho about that. And when I finally took the, you know, did the thing and filled it out, it was like, uh, no, you're a projector. And I was just like, what in the hell? I'm like, That's uh, not what no. I wanted to be. Right. I'm like, no, I'm not. 
I'm a manifester because I manifest things. And if that wasn't the case. And so I was kind of heartbroken in a way. I was very upset, very just like, why is this, why am I not a manifestor or a manifesting generator? And I was just sad. And then I started reading about being a projector. Then I had a reading done and I was just like, oh, this makes sense. This makes all the sense in the world. And so I just started just going through all of the things about my life and how that made sense and the invitation and all of that stuff. And then I said, Oh, well, I want to, you know, study this and I want to show other people this. And a friend of mine, we were going to open a human design business because I had also recently had gotten my life coaching certification at the time. And we were going to open up this practice and all of this stuff. And then as we started studying and paying for courses and trainings, she backed out and she was like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. And I was just like, what? <laughs> and so, uh, right, we had already spent so much money. And so I was just like, well, if she's, I don't want to do it by myself. And so I had just continued to just do the studying and the work myself and, you know, looking at other people's charts and just studying it and trying to really apply it to my life. And then that's time, like, delve deep into it and said, oh, I can do this and teach it, but I just put it to the side because I was doing so many other things. And I finally said, you know what? I'm going to incorporate this more and more into my businesses because I was already doing life coaching. I had my master's in marketing. So I was already doing strategy for people, all of that stuff. So I said, I'm going to incorporate it more into my work. And I figured out, you know, because there there's a huge gap that I'm trying to fill in human design and it's the relatability um, and making it more relatable to today's times. Um, just because when it was founded, you know, which was the late 80s, you know, it was founded by, you know, a, just a different generation who had experience, um, different experiences than what, you know, what millennials and extennials have, um, and even generation Xers or whatever, um, or Y, whatever, but whatever the generation <laughs> is, it's just a huge gap of what we're dealing with versus what you know, the a baby boomer might be dealing with. Um, so that was, that's my goal with it. And so I was like, well, I have to teach this so I can make it make sense to people because in some, if you go online and you look and you fall down this rabbit hole and it's a bunch of theory and it's no practical application. And so that's what, what my goal was with it. I love, I was looking on your Instagram and showing like celebrities who are certain types and explaining their types. I thought that was like so fresh and it just brought like such a tangible pop culture relatability to it. Like you mentioned like Donald Glover is a generator, which like totally makes sense. Like he's so juicy and like it just feels like all of these ideas are just like I don't know like just spilling out of them it's like this creativity that won't stop um so I loved that um I don't know that idea that you put out yeah so I just wanted to make it relatable in that way and wanted to you know bring that kind of you know everybody relates to celebrities not in a I don't think it's bad because it's something to attain to and say, oh, okay, look at this person. They're successful. Look how they're working. And so, especially with some of the rarer aura types, it's nice to see 
that kind of correlation for people because of course the majority of the world is generators and manifesting generators so that's like really easy to come by but then you know for us projectors when you find out that the president is a projector you know well the former president um obama he's a projector and that's like kind of nice to know like oh wow so those are the type of invitations we can actually have totally like an amazing one like being the president Right. <laughs> Bring the president of the United States and you look at Oprah and Gail and their relationship and how, you know, Oprah's a generator, but she, uh, she has the same best friend. Gail is a projector. Then you have Stedman. He's a manifester and see how all of that works. And so it's pretty it's a pretty dynamic system to really help you get to the core of who you are. I like to say that, you know, if astrology was a finished Ikea piece of furniture or a bookcase then human design is instructions on how to build it um just because astrology is so vast and astrology in your natal chart is like okay this is what you should become this is who you're attaining to be in this lifetime and then it's just like well how do i get there and then you get there with human design because human design what it does is it helps you make better decisions based off your aura type and that's really important that is so cool I love like the pairings and I love to see how the different energies like work well with each other too. Um, Like the idea of like finding different gates that complete your gates and like it's just bringing so many like unconscious things to your awareness and then being able to like play on that and really use it to your advantage. Yes, it's absolutely that's the biggest thing that I take away from it is that knowing that, okay, this is what I'm working with. This is what I have to offer to the world, to myself, to the people around me, to my community. And this is how I'm going to do it. And these are my challenges. This is what I need to work through in this lifetime. And this is how I'm going to work through it. And these are the best tools to work with it. So that's what I really love about human design is it, it truly is the instructions to your life, to figuring out your purpose, to, um, you know, living truthfully as who you are um, and being comfortable with that. It's a playbook for yourself. That's so cool. So where do you kind of guide people to start with human design? The first thing, once you find out your aura type and after (laughs) after you, you know, um, uh, are, you know, excited and you know, there's a confirmation kind of thing. And then everyone goes through like an anger phase. Um, I have like six phases that people go through. Um, and then when you get to that anger phase, that's and you really want to assess your aura type and assess where you are in your life. I always say people find me and human design when they're at the right place to acknowledge the things that they want to change. Um, because human design, it kind of, I don't want to say messes you up, especially if you've been living your life um, as a generator, because the majority of the world's generators, but everyone's not a generator, and everyone doesn't have the generator energy, and the world is very, um, actually more beneficial to manifestors, because they just tell, you know, the world just tells you to go do it, and to just, oh, just do it, just, you know, do it, and that's not how everybody operates. So I would say after you find out your aura type, focus on your strategy. What does that mean? How does that look for you? Um, get clear about that. 
about what your strategy is and how to live in your strategy. And it's going to take time. Some people come to human design looking for an overnight answer. And they're like, well, I don't get it. I don't get it. And it's just like, it's not something for you to get. It's something for you to learn to be. And it's so that's where people get very confused and very upset. And that's where that anger and bitter and frustration comes in because they're like, well, I don't get it. And it's just like, that's not the point. It's not for you to get. It's for you to evolve into and for you to become because you're at, you, you have so much to decondition from um, because whatever age that you find out about it, you might have been living the wrong way for years. So you can't expect overnight results. Totally. Everything's a process, right? I feel like we have such like, I don't know, just like we want it now and we can't wait. And I don't know, there's like a patience and a steady working of something over time that I feel like really is so beautiful. Yes, absolutely. So do you feel like you're, you really are a projector? Do you feel like you really align with that archetype? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Yes. I'm married to a projector. Also, I'm a generator. Oh, Oh, that's so nice. That's my favorite combination. Ah, thank you. (laughs) My favorite match for Rock and Michelle. Michelle's generator. Rock's a projector. Steven Spielberg is a projector. His wife is a generator. That's a, my favorite, Will, Will and Jada. Um, I love it. My, yeah, that's my favorite, favorite. It thing. really works. It works so well. It's 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 kind of like scary. And I tell people, you know, I just did a series um, about, you know, my top five for each aura type um, on my podcast. And I tell people all the time, like, just it doesn't mean that your relationship can't work, but I just know what it is, the magic in certain combinations together. And when you have a projector and a generator, it's just so much, I can't even explain. It just makes me happy. It's true. It's just so truthful. It's so, it just meshed as well. It's a lot of things. It's so funny because like I bought like the human design book and I was going through it and I was like, reading about generators aloud to my husband and we got to this point where it was like you cannot ask them open-ended questions it needs to be either yes or no and he started like hysterically laughing and he was like yes I can only ask you like I have to get your attention out of whatever like you were doing before in order to like get the energy present and then ask you like you know do you want this or this for dinner like you know very specific (laughs) yes it has it has to be because generators are here to respond so in their responding um and this is where a lot of generators kind of i mean projectors kind of mess it up um for generators but generators are very yes or no you have to do yes or no for generators and that is because as a generator you are here to respond. So if you're not clear on the simple things like the yeses and nos, it's a whole hot mess. Like (laughs) it's a whole hot mess for you. And so that's where a lot of generators do struggle. And projectors, we're here to guide and direct generators and and manifesting generators. And and every we're here to guide and direct everyone. So it's kind of like 
you know, it's a struggle sometimes with other aura types, but when, when the projector and the generator um, get together, it's just, it's just so much, it just meshes so well. I just love it. I, it never fails. Anytime I see a projector and a generator together, I just want to like hug them and just say, please guys, make sure you work this out. Like don't ever give up on each other. It's, it's just really good. It's a really good combo. Yeah. It's so cool how projectors can see like the bigger picture and like mm-hmm. seeing how the energy can be used more wisely and it's like it gives life to the energy that's already there and it makes it so much more efficient which is really cool um yeah i love projectors yes. Proje- that's that's what projectors are here to do and there's i think the biggest thing is the respect that generators have for projectors the way they honor projector energy that's why it's my favorite combination is because i've never experienced so much belonging or so much um just safety and security with any other aura type except for well of course some as you develop relationships but off the bat generators have this level of respect of what you're you know what you they listen to you and so that's why it's a it's just a really good great communication flow with generators and projectors do you are you in a relationship no i am super single Ew, <laughs> looking for a generator yeah like i would say god please send me a generator <laughs> I love that. (laughs) No manifesting generators for me or anything else. I've I've dated every aura type except for, I I don't think I've dated a reflector before. That's the only one. They're pretty rare, right? (laughs) There's only 2% of them. Um, Yeah, there's only 2%. But there's, uh, you know, I've had my share of manifesting generators and boy, oh boy. (laughs) that's that's all I can say about that (laughs) well it's like everybody has their person right like whoever who are manifesting generators who do they work well with manifesting generators work well with manifesting generators (laughs) (laughs) yeah people that like work the same yes because manifesting generators sometimes their energy can be um you know, it's a, it depends on the particular, you know, gender roles. Who's the, you know, who's the woman, who's the man, or, you know, who's the more dominant, who's the more submissive role in that. So it really depends. But manifesting generators, in my opinion, their best match is another manifesting generator. Um, and then after that, it would probably, it, it really depends on them. Because manifesting generators have this all over the place kind of energy and you're constantly feeling like you need to catch up with them. So it's kind of hard for them to mesh well with other um, auras. Mm. So the idea of the aura, like breaking it down really to basics, is like energy that you're carrying outside of your body or inside right. of your body? It's both the energy that you're reflecting when people see you, how they experience you when they first meet you. So it's that whole like outer, I don't want to say like an outer shell, but it is, it's the aura of you. So that's what your aura type is. So each aura type 
um, has a specific kind of energy regarding their um, their aura. So it it just totally depends per energy. Like for instance, manifestors, their energy is very um, repelling, um, and that is because they get to initiate and do stuff, and that can be extremely um, annoying to the rest of everyone else, not on purpose, but just it is, it's definitely hard for manifestors to, I don't want to say get along with people, but because their energy is very repelling, um, I hear often that, um, they don't like, people don't like them or people don't appreciate them. Um, so it can it can be very repelling that aura, and then you know projectors are more, um, you know, more penetrating kind of uh, energy, um, where it's a kind of penetrating energy, and so every aura type has their different thing um, for them. So it just really depends. But your aura is what people see, how they experience you, all of that. I love that idea, like, experiencing you because it really, like, makes the idea that you're connecting your energies and then it's, like, if something isn't working, it's not that there's something wrong. It's just, like, not the right match. Correct. Exactly. And that's what – I think that's what people really need to understand. It doesn't necessarily mean that something is wrong. You know, sometimes you just mesh well with other people. Yeah, Um, it just clicks. Yeah, it just clicks and you don't want to force things. That's one thing that I would probably say that I have learned the most about being a projector or just human design in general. It's really about surrendering to the nature of who you truly are and not allowing um, you to, not allowing you to force things that shouldn't be forced because we do a lot of that we force a lot of stuff and it doesn't work out all the time sometimes you know people get lucky and it's like oh it worked out but most of the time it's it it doesn't feel good to force stuff that's not supposed to be or to you know to not flow and flowing is so much better than forcing yes i agree so the lines there's lines right like one five three five right. or is that what they're called what are they called well they're called lines but then together they're profiles so okay the profile is the how you do stuff so it is the how you move in the world so you have your first um your first number which is a conscious theme your second number is an unconscious theme you hear that a lot in human design and so the lines the profile lines are different types of things. So line one is an investigator, line two is a hermit, line three is a mortar, line four is an opportunist, line five is a a heretic, line six is a role model. And then together, they have different combinations, which are 12 of them. And each of those combinations are, are how you do stuff. So, you know, you have your one threes, your one four, your two four, all of that stuff. And that is so you'll hear people in human design, oh, I'm a, you know, projector 5-1 or something. And that's just, you know, what those two lines are. So that's how you do stuff, how you act out your role. So we have our energy, like how we 
create and process energy and then the lines are the idea of like how we're like carrying it into the world so you have your aura okay and your aura is how people see you um and how they experience you and then your profile which are those you know the lines is how you do things in the world so if you are let's say a you know five one that's a heretical investigator so that means that you you know you're able to seduce others and be seduced and then you're also very introspective and that you want to know the foundation of all things um unconsciously and so it's how you do stuff it's how you act out the role that you're playing here does that make sense yeah it's like the character that you're playing correct correct oh i love that that's so cool i'm at three five Three five is the martyr heretic. Um, that is trial and error, bonds made to be broken. Um, it's about the same thing, you know, seduces others, being easily seduced. Um, very, very the three fives have leadership roles, but three fives also have um it's three fives are complicated. It's <laughs> hard. It's hard. I'm a three five and three fives are it was it's a complicated complicated situation that's a three five i feel like you're like brought there it almost feels like a transition because i saw it was like represented once by like stairs and that kind of like gave me or maybe what was it the three was i think the stairs yes um trial and error yeah yeah and this idea of like it always being change right because three fives are in human design in some of my trainings three fives have like a very karmic quality about them so when people interact with three fives it's almost like it's a part of the other person's destiny to experience a three five and so that's why it's kind of um three fives i mean i don't want to say we have it challenging but um, it is just a very interesting life's path <laughs> that you go on. It definitely um, doesn't feel like stable. You know what I mean? It can be stable, but it's going to be, I think, so here's my theory about three fives is that if you haven't experienced that, you know, picking different careers all over the place kind of energy, if you haven't experienced that ever, you need to experience that first. So you can really get to know yourself and find your groove into what you're good at, what you like, what you really don't like. If a 3-5 hasn't gone through multiple careers yet or anything, then I I would tell them don't pick anything right now because you need to go through that. Oh, that's so hard. You're like explaining my life. Yeah. I've gone through enough already. Like I spent a I've if I could show you the receipts and all the stuff and the certifications, I have certifications for the dumbest things because I'm like, you know, not only am I at a three five, but I'm also in, you know, as far as the Enneagram is I'm a five. So I'm an investigator at, in general. So I want to know all the things I want to learn. I want to investigate. I want to get down to the crux of the crux and figure it out regardless if I use the information or not, but me knowing it makes me happy. So, you know, that's just how it is 
for three five so if you've gone through that period that emotion of picking things and not liking stuff and all of that then that's good because you will come to a point where things will make sense and you'll be like oh, okay this is what i want to do this is my purpose this is a part of my destiny this is what i'm here for ah that's so beautiful so for centers like open centers versus closed centers or filled in rather um do you have any like takes on that or like ideas that you're thinking about it with like a fresh look well for centers you know anything that's undefined which is white is an open inconsistent personality trait so it's very susceptible to conditioning from society from your parents from religion from your family like everything and then define centers which are colored in it's more fixed and consistent personality traits so each center has um its own little world that you live in that you can be susceptible to other people's ideas and um awareness and all of this stuff about yourself or not about yourself and i think that centers are really where you know I'm, I'm working i'm i did a beta program last year on a program that i'm re-releasing this year about your centers because that's really where you heal your inner child that um is in your centers because there's so much you can be conditioned conditioned so much from childhood with your centers and that's the hardest thing for people to get past i believe and i feel in human design is really conquering those centers and working with the centers um everybody wants to know about the gates and want to you know know about i think that's the probably i think that's the bad part about any type of spiritual modality or anything getting to know yourself that people want to skip totally skipping steps is hard everybody wants to do right i find that it's two people two types of um people that it's either someone skipping steps, that's the first one. The second one is people who just want to information gather and not do anything. Mm-hmm. And so the, those are the two people that I work with. <laughs> are people who are either skipping steps or just information gathering. And information gathering is great. It's phenomenal. I'm I'm an information gatherer as well, but you have to do the work. You know, people say, well, I want to live in my strategy and I want to, you know, get to, you know, I want to be a master of myself. And it's just like, okay, but you're not willing to do the work and allow things to flow and happen. People literally want overnight thing. They want 15, 20 years, 30 years of conditioning to be unraveled in a month literally or in one session (laughs) like i've literally and it just it's mind-boggling it's like okay if i just said that i've been working on this for eight years and now you know well the past i would say two and a half three years i'm like okay i'm gonna start teaching this and start putting my perspective on it putting it out in the world um what makes you think that I'm just going to pick up, you know, I didn't just pick up a book and was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, read charts and, you know, no, I studied this. I figured out what's wrong with it and how it can be improved. And that's what I'm doing on my end. And so people want this overnight kind of, you know, result for something they just learned about three days ago. And that's not how it works with anything, even with astrology. 
there's so there's so many like components with astrology that there's so many things that you can work on you can literally work on your moon sign and the placements of your moon in your chart you can work on that for years preach you know because you can to really figure it out it doesn't happen overnight and so that's you know what my goal is is to provide you know programs and training and master classes once you know i get everything together to show people how to use this to work on themselves as a process you don't go to therapy and then in two months you're like oh i don't need therapy anymore no it's a process you have to be there for a while yes So speaking of like very tangible steps instead of like just gathering tons of information that may seem overwhelming, like I've heard like very like practical ideas of how human design can be used by like what the best like food you can eat for your aura type and like the best like type of environment and like very I guess like earthly things do you have any like insights about like how people can find out more about that for the eating part I am not a component of (laughs) the eating for your aura type absolutely not I do not agree with the philosophies around that um that's just me other people Love that. I am more of a component as far as when it comes to eating is um, the whole eat right for your blood type um, kind of series that is more effective than eating for your aura type um, because the things for my aura type that certain things for me to eat are like no-nos on my blood type. So I'm not really a component of that. Um, as far as the environment is concerned, it depends on what's in your chart, what centers are in your chart. I would say the first step for anyone, um, and this is the key the key step, is once you find out your aura type, focus on your strategy. Really focus on that. What does that look like for you? Where have you, you know, for generators, where have you responded at? You know, for projectors, where have you been invited? Look at all of the situations in your life to where things have worked out for you, where you force stuff, all of that. And really focus on your strategy and focus on understanding your strategy and focus on understanding your authority and then moving on to the next things um, because everybody wants to know everything right away and if I only had two steps it would be focus on your strategy and learn how to use that and learn how your authority plays a part in that as well can we go over like the different strategies and authorities for people yeah, and like absolutely. break them down? So, well, the, um, the, for the, as far as for the strategies for generators, it is to respond for manifesting generators. It's to respond, imagine, inform, and then act, um, for projectors. It's to wait to be invited or wait to be recognized, then act. For manifestors, they're just here to initiate or inform, then act. And then for reflectors, they are taught to wait um, a whole moon cycle or 29 days um, and then act for big things. But that's very difficult to do that, to wait that long. It's challenging to do that. So um, there's some tweaks for that. And then for the um, authorities, your authorities is your final final. I like to say your authority has the final say. And that is how you make decisions if you after you followed your strategy. And so for your authority, there's eight uh, different authorities. 
So there's an emotional authority, there's a sacral authority, a splenic authority, there's an ego authority, which is either manifested or projected, um, and then there's a self-projected authority, and then there's no inner authority. So each authority has its own kind of thing. So emotional authority people, they need to wait out the emotional wave, or like I say, the petty period of um, a decision. So best thing for emotional authorities is telling someone, let me get back to you. And then you have your sacral authorities and sacral authorities are about um, using their sacral responses. So using that as a feeling, it's a flow. Um, it's, you know, it's a movement. It's a lot of things for generators and manifesting generators who have sacral authorities. Then you have your splenic authority and your splenic authority um, can be different for uh, either manifestors, generators, or projectors. So your splenic authority is for manifestors is about your instinct and intuition. For your generators who have splenic authority, it's the same thing, your sacral response based off of your instinct. And then for projectors, it's about um, your intuition and all of that based off of after your strategy. And then you have the ego authority and your ego authority, um, there's two of those, either manifested or projected. And the ego authority is really about acting from your own will um, or acting from your own will, what you feel is, you know, what you can do if you want to do it. And then you have self-projected and self-projected is the smallest percentage is only 0.5 of people and self-projected and self-projected it's they have to really discuss their invitations um with other people to get clarity and then you have no inner authority and no inner authority people um they discuss decisions and they wait for clarity so self-projected is discussing um invitations because mostly projectors are self-authority um and then no inner authority is discussing decisions and waiting for clarity. So those are the authorities. It's funny because I feel like we do it so instinctually, but then when you like overthink it, if that's like not what your like authority is, it kind of messes up the whole flow of it. Absolutely. And it just, it's like, then you just start searching for an answer that was like there in the beginning. Correct. It can really mess you up. It can really mess you up. So can you like talk a little bit more about, I think I got a little bit confused when you were talking about the difference between generators and manifesting generators with their strategy. So for manifesting generators and generators, the difference, um, what makes them different is a manifesting generator has a defined throat. There are some generators who have defined throats, but a manifesting generator has a defined throat. Um, to so there, what happens is that generators, pure generators. Well, the main difference—they're both here to master something. The difference between generators and manifesting generators are. Manifesting generators are here to find the shortcuts to mastery. Generators are here to master something over time. Mm -hmm. So that's probably the easiest kind of correlation is that, um, and we can use a house for say, uh, a generator is going to build million dollar custom homes that are intricate, that are 
very, uh, um, you know, just intricate, custom made. You pick everything out. A manifesting generator is going to be like Orion Holmes or Toll Brothers. Mm-hmm. That's probably the uh, easiest, the easiest way to put with that. So they're both mastering building a home, but a generator is going to build you a custom home. You're going to hire him as the architect. Um, it's going to be, you're going to find a piece of land and it's going to be custom to you. A manifesting generator is going to say, okay, here's a few houses. This is, you know, your options. Here's your home. It's still going to be good, but it, they're just, they just found a short, shorter way to do it. Does that make sense? Totally. And so I feel like generators, it's all about like what lights you up. It, that's the idea, right? Like finding. Uh, yes and no. Yeah. Tell me about this because I lose steam on like so many projects. Yeah. So here's the thing with generators. Unfortunately, you don't know that you're going to love something or like it until you're actually in it. That's why it's very important for generators to be clear about what they want, because generators are here to look for external signs to for them to follow. So, for instance, let's say you want it to be an architect. Let's just use that since we're talking about houses. And instead of you trying to make the architectural dream happen, you would have to look for anything external outside of you to give you signs that that should be it. So it would be your professor in your drawing class saying, oh my gosh, Anna, you should be an architect. Then it, you would go past, you know, uh, buildings and you would, you know, maybe meet an architect. It would be those type of external signs to say, okay, this is the direction I should go. So it's about looking for clues, allowing the universe to bring you clues as a generator. So generators get messed up, especially for someone who's a three, five generator. <laughs> you want to try everything. Um, but you have to really listen and know what you want. So when these opportunities come up, you can be very clear about that. You can say, well, I don't really want to bake cakes. You know, if you get all these opportunities for cake baking, but you know, you don't even like cake. So you have to get clear on that. And then you have to know how to say, all right, that's not what I want to do. So I'm not going to even respond to it because it's not what I want. Does that make sense? Yes, and I feel like we need to talk about your intuition skills because I feel like they're off the charts. Like, my sister is an architect. I also work at a bakery. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, talk to my guides about that. <laughs> That's how it works. People always be like, I know that. I'm like, listen. Um, I can't explain it, but that's just how it works for me. Yes. So me being a psychic channel is also what makes my perspective on human design very, very different. Um, you know, and that's with any spiritual modality, you're going to find people who do the same thing. But for me, it's very different because I use human design more like a tarot card. It's a jumping off point for me. Um, because I'm a psychic channel. So I can see, you know, me being a projector, being able to see into people. Yeah, that's great. But also, I also have this gift where that, you know, kind of dominates. So the things like that happen where you're like, <laughs> things like that happen, you know, and it's just literally like, it pops into my head. Oh, use this example. Use that example. 
And so I think that's what makes me very different um, in this human design realm is that I'm a psychic channel. So I bring a whole nother aspect to it um, than just the regular theory that you'll find. So I am obsessed with tarot, love all things tarot. Like how have you been reading tarot for a while? Did that start like before human design? What cards do you feel oh, like? No, I don't read tarot at all. Oh, I you don't? don't. I, I was saying that I use human Oh, just the idea sort of, of like, like a, yeah, Okay. Like, like a tarot card. Um like a jumping off point meaning that, you know, tarot you know, good tarot, tarot card readers or people who are intuitive who happen to read tarot, the tarot card is really not, it's really just a jumping off point just to give their intuition like a head start. And so that's what I, how I use human design. When I see your chart, it's like a head start, but then I'm able to like my, you know, psychic stuff and my guides kind of pop in and then oh, I see everything else. Um, when I read human design charts, do I need that? No, but you know, it's, it's just an added bonus to it. I love that. That is so cool. So when you are doing a reading with somebody, um, will you kind of give them like homework for like practical things to work on or like what does like a reading look like? with you absolutely well i have two readings right now one is a 30 minute recording and i just go over your unconscious gates and some other tidbits about your chart that i see um because in my opinion your unconscious gates which are the red gates in your chart um the red lines um they are what you're here in this lifetime to master they're the hardest to deal you know to deal with and to to master because you don't have you know they're unconscious so sometimes you don't know you do these things you're here to master those and so I go over that in the 30 minute recording and then in a one and a half hour reading with me over the phone we go over your whole chart and then yes I give you some strategies to work on the things that you need to work on to really take you to the next level because what happens all the time is people get a 30 minute recording and then they're like I'm just gonna book a full one because I need to know this I need to know that um and i you know, anybody who does that, I, you know, definitely give them extra because they've already booked with me twice. So it's just more of giving you strategies and figuring out where you are in your life. Um, because I think that's another gift that I have besides the psychic stuff and all of that is, um, and because of my projectorness is being able to help people see where they should be going, um, and to see how to navigate that from where they are. Oh, I need to book a reading with you like immediately. I'm so excited. It just like sounds like you have so much passion for this. That's so beautiful. Well, that is, you know, it's funny. It's, you know, spirit is just a funny, funny little, you know, thing. <laughs> um, and for all my life, people have been, you know, prophesizing and telling me things about myself and, you know, and one of the things that I know that is my purpose here on this earth and my destiny is to help people get down to the bottom of why they're here that is literally what I've, i that's part that's my purpose that's what i'm here to do is to help people get down to the nitty-gritty of why they're here and it's it's so prevalent and I, that's what i love to do and i'm passionate about helping people figure that out because i just feel that everyone has this their own little magic and they need to tap into it. And if you're not, then I don't 
possibly feel that you could be living a life that you really want or deserve. And so that's my goal is to really like help help that for help people with that. Classic projector teaching <laughs> teaching us all. <laughs> um, what would you say about like open centers and like an idea for like helping people cleanse and like not hold on to other people's energy or do you have any like thoughts about that it depends on the centers um i each center has a different energy behind it and it really depends on the center of what you're struggling with Uh, um but you know um emotional freeing technique is definitely something that you can do with that um eft tapping um, to clear the centers, um, you know, journaling, um, working with each center separately to figure out the, you know, the things that you need to work on. So it, it really, it really depends on what you're trying to work on because every center has its own energy and its own kind of, you know, responsibility over your life. And it's just where you are at in your life that where you need to work on for that. Cool. What would you say, I mean, I guess it's more of just like a general, is there any like specific places people can look at in their chart to find ideas about their purpose? Yes, that would be in your incarnation cross. Um, Ooh, yeah, let's talk about that. Can you tell us a little bit? The incarnation cross is, I like to say, or it has how it's said in human design, if, um, you know, we'll say you are on, you know, you're, you're, you're on your way doing the things that you want to do. Your incarnation cross is, and how I like to say, say you're building that Ikea bookcase and you're in your living room and you're building it and, you know, human design is instruction. So you have your instructions, you're building it properly. And then your phone rings and it's one of your girlfriends and they're like, Oh, Anna, you know, how's it going? What are you doing? And you guys start chit-chatting and talking. And then all of a sudden you're like, I gotta go because I really need to finish this bookcase because of whatever reason. That's your incarnation cross. So it's a reminder to keep you on the path that you need to be on. Um, That's what the incarnation cross is. So it's about an overall purpose. Um, This is what you are here to do, but it's a reminder that if you're not in that alignment with that, then that's where you need to go to. So that's what the incarnation cross is. And it's like all apart. It's like a mandala, right? Yes. So in the Incarnation Cross, there's over 188 combinations of the Incarnation Cross. So each cross has its own different level based off of your profile. What is your cross? I am the right angle cross of rulership. Ooh, so, what does that mean? Um, for, well, the way it comes up for me is that I'm here to rule um, and to teach. Um, my community um, to teach everybody but I'm here to rule with grace and ease and the rulership that I do acquire is not I'm not going to have to chase after it it's going to be given to me it's going to come to me oh I love that yeah so is there like ways do you find that like just meditating on your cross you kind of get like more ideas about it or like I don't know. Well, when I do readings for people, like full readings, I go over that. And so I help people decode that um, in 
um, my full readings and we apply it to what that means in their life and I make it make sense for them. Very cool. Okay, so everybody needs to book a reading. <laughs> yeah, because incarnation crosses are very challenging because it can mean so much. Um, and it can mean, I don't want to say nothing, but it can mean so much and you just have to make it apply to your life. Um, and that's what I've been really good at doing is saying, okay, if this is your incarnation cross, okay, this is what that looks like. Um, so, you know, I have a friend and her husband, um, his incarnation cross is, I forgot what it is, but it's one that where he doesn't need to be concerned with details. And so we were talking about their money. Um, and stuff that I said that he doesn't need to worry about where you get your money from. All he needs to do is allocate it. And it just helped them out so much because he wants to know, well, where did you, how much did you make from that? And all of that, like, he doesn't need to be concerned with that. He only needs to allocate what you give him. So I said, if you're, if you're out there, you know, blowing up balloons for people, then that's what you're doing. So, but if you bring in $5,000 a month, all he needs to worry about is allocating those funds. That's it, not how do you mean it. And so it's really about breaking it down for people. That's so cool. And really like getting people to focus on like what really matters. Exactly. That's so beautiful. Can you tell everyone where they can find you? And I was listening to your podcast, which I loved. If you can tell people where they can find that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, they can go to anywhere you listen to your podcast at um, and um, just search Is My Aura on Street. Um, that's the name of the podcast. And they can also find me on Instagram at AC Brown and at, um, on Facebook at AC Brown One, I believe it is. And um, at my website, acbrown.com. And they can book a reading with you there. Yes, they can book a reading with, there's a link in my Instagram bio feed and on my website. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. Is there anything else you want to like leave a last little tidbit or anything we didn't cover? No, just that, you know, um, just, I would say if you're searching um, to find yourself and to know yourself, um, human design is a great place to start. Um, and you know, you can discover so much about you and getting to the core of who you are. Thank you so much. It was so wonderful talking with you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great rest of your night. Thank you, AC. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Blind Love Radio. Connect with AC on her Instagram, AC Brown. You can find all of the links to her work, how to book a reading with her, how to get in touch with her. Listen to her podcast, Is My Aura On Straight? Can't recommend it enough. And if you'd like to connect with me on Instagram, you can find me at Blind Love Tarot. And I think that's about it, guys. I hope that you're having a great start to Virgo season 
we're almost at the Virgo new moon, which kind of feels like a breath of fresh air of getting to this point for me personally. Um, and if you enjoyed this podcast, it would be so Virgo of you to go ahead and rate and review the podcast. That is such a tangible way to help grow the podcast and help other people find it and spread the love. So thank you guys so much for listening. I love you so much. And that's it. Smoochies. Mwah.